When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So, talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com. What's happening, everybody? It is Alex McCarthy's Wrestling Daily here with some Friday night insight for all you good eggs out there. I, of course, am flanked by the one and only Louis Dangor, WrestleTalk's main man digitally and, well, he's everywhere these days, man. I seen Pro Wrestling Sheet the other day. You keep him busy, Luigi. How you been, man? Listen, I'm good. I'm happy you've had me back on the show after yesterday's It was been nice, I'm telling you. After yesterday's debacle, I'm surprised. I thought I, I was kind of expecting to get a text today and be like, "Hey, Louis, listen, like we've come to the decision. Take take a couple of days off." But uh, listen, I, I, Mr. Davis, be- Pete, they were breathing down my neck, Lou. They were like, "You can't, we can't have this on our wrestling daily." But I, I fought your corner. Of course, I did. Good man, good man. And uh, you know what? I might explain. I guess later on. Let's let's leave it for when. There's a full contingent here to hear your excuse. <laughs> exactly. I'm very, very keen to hear what your excuse is. Um, but anyway, let's get back to business, man. That that was Louis dropping a hot take yesterday. We're going to get to some of those today. But some of our best hot takes have been coming from the super chats that you guys have been sending us live as the show is rolling. So remember, any amount, it will get read out. It will get debated. It will get talked about on air live. Um, my favorite part of the show, I've said it a million times, and what you can do to catch up with all these great Super Chats and great opinions is, of course, grab us on podcast, uh, Acast, Apple, Spotify, all of the good ones. I've got it on my phone right now. Apple, bang, every morning. There it is, waiting for me to just listen to my own voice again, of course. (laughs) Um, So there you go, guys. You can always do that. And we reached 30K, Luke. We did it. I think you and I should get... You, you and I should get special credit for this because we have been bringing, bringing it home. But no, honestly, Bang guys, thank you. Thank you for everyone that has uh, liked, shared, subscribed, shown us support uh, from the, the Wrestling Daily. And Sir Alex has gone. This isn't supposed to have happened. So I might have to blag this for a God, little bit. Hey, chucked me out, Lou. It wasn't me. What happened? I don't know. I feel like there's some uh, shenanigans going on here. You know, I was, like, I was a bit worried. I was like, am I going to have to blag? I feel like um, 57 minutes. When Roman Reigns was attacked, what, what happened there? Something. Uh, it, was, something... it was Rowan's cousin. Yeah, well, far fetched cousin at that. Uh, <laughs> anyway, yes, as Louis was saying, thank you very much. For getting us to 30,000 with Wrestle 2. Uh, it's been a delight. And thank you. That is, of course, our home. So please like, share, subscribe. Absolutely delightful. Um, it's great to have Louis back. Obviously, we've had SP3 on Wednesday, um, the debate king as it stands for now. And of course, Steph Chase was in the house yesterday dropping her hot takes after the Wednesday Night Wars. Um, the lovely Steph Chase. Both of them fantastic performances, but we welcome the resident co host back. My man, Louis, um, let's jump into a bit of news before we jump into full gear and the super chats. Don't worry, guys, if you do drop a super chat in and I see one from my guy, Bo Hill, already, they will get read out. But we just sometimes we want to get through things that we already have lined up. Otherwise, they never happen. I think we didn't do the NXT review till about didn't get through it till about quarter two last night. So, yeah, 
bear with us, guys. Have faith. Um, so, Lou, I think the first bit of news that springs to my mind is Undertaker's final farewell. Now, he's <laughs> had a few of these. Funny but one. apparently, Survivor Series is going to be it. Yeah, so WWE, so this has been reported for a while. I think it was actually on the first show we did uh, was that WrestleVotes bit of news. And this has since been confirmed by WWE. They sent out a press release saying that uh, this Survivor Series is basically going to cap off the Phenom's legendary 30-year career. They haven't really given much away in terms of what the... what's going to happen on that night whether it's going to be sort of video packages i presume they'll do quite a few sort of talking head bits where you'll have kane talk you'll have stone cold steve austin talk you'll have people talk about the undertaker sean michaels triple h those kind of people but uh do we think we're gonna get perhaps something with the fiend i've seen that rumored and speculated online that it could be and listen it could be a good way to send him off have the fiend just lay him out. I mean, if they want to do retribution, just have retribution attack him. Do something. Well, and then lose to the hurt business the next rule. <laughs> do something. But I think we could see an angle, but I also think it's more likely that we just see a segment and that's about it. Yeah. And they'll pay homage to The Undertaker, of course. Um, as I tweeted out earlier, it is kind of poetic that the Survivor Series in 1990 was also on November 22nd which is the same as the Survivor Series this year on November 22nd. So 30 years to the day he's been in WWE. So you can see why they're making a big deal of it. That is remarkable by any stretch of the imagination, even though he's taken about 75 breaks in that period. But 30 years nonetheless, um, what an achievement yeah. and what a character he has mm. been. I think um, it'd be like Undertaker to try and put someone over on his way out, I think, uh, no matter how small, even if it was just the Fiend exacting some revenge for WrestleMania 31. Yeah, 31. 31. 31. Yeah. Um, they mesh all together. And yeah, I, th I think that would actually be pretty cool. But either way, that's where we're starting off. So uh, the Undertaker I've has... I've just thought of something, and this could be cool. I don't think Fiend needs it. How would you feel if Alistair Black just comes out, black masses him, and leaves? Black masses Taker? Yeah. Well, I'd feel poorly about it right now because he's doing nothing. But if he was being built towards being something, built, sure. And yeah, I, I think that'd be cool. I think that the, he, I hope he does put someone over and I hope he, we see some sort of, I guess, angle to give it some stakes so it's not just all right here's undertaker goodbye undertaker although that is what he deserves i mean i, I it's going to be hard to see because i think even when we're watching it like when we watch rick flares everyone thought that was the end no one thinks this is the end for undertaker so when when we're watching it are you going to be like damn what a great career are you going to be like this is so shallow because he'll be back what I mean, I, I get it. Like the the like I said, it's poetic. Like it's the place where it started. I mean, to call it the final farewell, okay. I mean, he's definitely going to have like a Hall of Fame induction and things like that. So, depends what they mean, I guess. I would have thought there would have been something for him in front of a crowd, but mm -hmm. I, I guess he has had a lot of that too. So, how he's going to play out the rest of this twenty-year contract of his, I don't know. Yeah. But there we go. Uh, So, Alex has gone again. I don't know whether there's a Wi-Fi issue. Where basically, what the problem? Um, I am getting so angry right now with my. What laptop. is it? I don't know. I don't know. I literally listen, scrolled from one. I, I think literally... it's the gods saying, "Listen, Louis should. This should be Louis Dangor's wrestling daily." Nobody wants that. Not even you. <laughs> Not even you want that. Let's get to the first was super actually about chat. To say, we have one super chat, which will come up later, and I think someone does want that. No, they want chicken nuggets. That's what they're talking <laughs> about. Bo Hill, uh, thank you very much, brother. We appreciate you spending some time with us on Friday Night Insight. A real good egg, if I've ever seen one. Match most looking forward to at Full Gear. Easy for me, Omega and Hangman Page. Um, and I do think those four matches at the top of the card are, you know, wow. You, you can pick any of them. They're going to be amazing. Kingston, Moxley, MJF, 
and Jericho. Of course, we've got the tag match FTR Young Bucks. But for me, it's been brewing so nicely. The action is going to pay off. Uh, the direction afterwards, there's so many different things they can do. I just think Hangman Page, Kenny Omega, that's the one for me. Um, you know, I'm even forgetting like Cody Rhodes and Darby Allen here. Like, there's a ton of great stuff happening at this pay per view. It's got to be Hangman Page and Omega for me, Lou. FTR versus the Young Bucks. I know the build hasn't been great, but I think when you see FTR on one side of the ring, the Young Bucks on the other, it's going to feel special. It's going to feel like, wow, this has been four years in the making. Uh, I'm not sure how the injury is going to play into it. Not sure how. I I just think it's going to be perfect, and I, I can't wait to see it. It's going to be perfect. There's Louis Dangor again with his hyperbolic statements. Um, it wasn't well, as bad as last time. Well, this is true. Um, another super chat. CM Chris, another good egg. And I forever love the Street Fighter, Abby. Uh, AEW full gear hype. Can't wait for this weekend. I can't either, man. I honestly think, as I've said on Twitter, this card is stacked. Like the yeah. top of the card, I'm as excited for it as anything I've seen this year. No joke. Honestly, not even, not even I mean, the top of the card. Everything has been built well, with the exception of the women's matches, because yeah, this is AEW. Hold your uh, horses, but everything has been built well. Everything makes sense. I mean, as you said, Orange Cassidy versus John Silver could be a great match and really fun one. There's so much to be excited for for this show that I think we're going to be in for a real treat tomorrow night. I keep thinking I, Sunday night. Every time I talk about full gear, I want to be like, oh, on Sunday night, just because we're in that habit of whenever well, there's a pay per view saying I, Sunday I said, night. I said during my interview to FDR, like, I can't wait for Sunday. And they were like, whoa, 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 Saturday. And I was like, well, no, it actually is Sunday for us. You forget yeah. this, right? Yes, we're veterans is. of this. It is 1 a.m. on Sunday. So mm. cut me some slack. Uh, another super chat coming in from Christian Baltimore. Everyone loves a nugget. And I can only imagine he means a chicken nugget. I can only fathom that's what he's talking about, Lou. You're a, you're a very good man, Christian. You're a very good man. Uh, everyone does love a nugget. Not after yesterday. After yesterday, <laughs> I think that some people, especially Stephanie Chase, who uh, who 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 did some shooting. But uh, yeah, thank you very much. Really appreciate that. I think he wouldn't mind if you buggered off again and left it just to me. <laughs> Why do you keep trying to make this talk this into existence? It's terrible. <laughs> Terrible I actually, I actually think I'd panic. I think I'd panic if you left for more than 10 seconds. <laughs> Elizabeth Stallion. First, the bad hot take yesterday, followed by today's suggestion of sending Taker off to being beaten by Retribution. Just know we want Harvey Dog. See? See, Lou? Don't, don't, get, <laughs> Let me just don't say. get too high. Don't get too high, mate, because one of these super chats is waiting for you around the corner. That was, The Retribution thing was clearly a joke. Nah, clearly, clearly. He is serious, Elizabeth. He is. He tells. He, you should see what he was at me. Some of the <laughs> the stories. You should see it. Oh no! But we, Harvey Dog is a very cute dog. So we we do we do agree with that. I can I can get behind that hashtag. Now, I see people in the comments asking about it. So we're just going to address it now. The bad hot take yesterday from Louis mm -hmm. was that Cody and Dustin at Double or Nothing, AEW's first ever event was not a five-star match. Uh, obviously, yep. I think Meltzer rated it as such. Um, it certainly is in my book and most fans' books. Uh, and I made a case yesterday as to why I believe it is, and that was a bad hot take. And I think Louis actually said, um, and he's going to clear this up, but he was. Yeah. <laughs> his actual <laughs> words were that The Undertaker and Shawn Michaels wasn't even regarded as as great a match as that. So, when so... in actual fact, it is. You're talking, though, about... Uncle Dave, right? So, yeah, it's more of a, in terms of when I said, oh, The Undertaker and Shawn Michaels and Bailey and Sasha Banks, when I spoke about those, I more meant in terms of how they've been regarded by Dave Meltzer, for example. Well, and that's I, a problem to begin with, Lou. Don't, I, know, you, I know. You have your own I know, But I don't understand. Thought. I don't understand how anyone can look at The Undertaker versus Shawn Michaels from WrestleMania 25 and say that it isn't, better than Cody versus Dustin. For me, don't, don't, do not do that face at me. No, I, I would have enjoyed the action more, but honestly, the, the, yeah, I mean, the story's cool because they're, you know, trying to break the streak in that, but it wasn't like, you know, the streak story was there forever, really. 
like yeah. especially in the in the end the cody dustin thing you know that made i saw it with my own eyes like half an arena cry and the people at home like emotionally cody and dustin had way more than undertaker and sean i don't think you, you're just don't get me wrong but right? i understand what you're trying to say yeah but you can't just disregard it because, oh, it's Sean and No, no, no. I'm not disregarding. Listen, it is such a good match. It is a fantastic match. What is it in your eyes, then? Forget Uncle Dave. You need to... Very, that, I, using I, I, that yardstick is half the issue, right? Going, oh, I'd, Dave said this or said that. What so, do you uh, think the match is? I'd say four and a half, four and three quarters. It's close. But for me, it's not five stars. Oh, I think it is. Um, for, for me, it, it, I, I said this yesterday... It touches on basically everything that you could hope that a match would do. Had the emotional pull, the story, everything to prove, the history. They wanted it in Mania. They didn't get it. Um, and I think that the action that played out in the ring totally justified the story and the outcome too. So for me, but then this is why wrestling is subjective. For me, I felt like it, it didn't seem right very notes. subjective yesterday. It seemed very objective. That my opinion. Actually, no. There were a few people in the comments that were like, "I agree, I agree, I agree." Yeah. Someone said it. Was, someone said it wasn't even the best match on the card. I disagree with that. It was the best match on the card. What? Yeah, double or nothing. Yeah, double or nothing. Yeah. 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 I mean, and that was a, again. It was a great show. Um, it was. And for, for Tempest, you little whiny whiny man in the comments the man is whining about a quarter of a star yeesh tempest come on man don't, hang on. if we want to talk about star rating don't even get me so like okay in terms of emotion roman reigns versus jay usha was more emotional from head in a cell with that with that the same ballpark i don't think you can say one clearly than the other like why is it more emotional Okay, I guess with AW at that point they weren't running the weekly shows, so the Jey Uso and Roman Reigns thing had that three months of whatever it is, two months of build on TV every week on SmackDown, the big Hell in a Cell match. For me, it was just as emotional, if not more so. And I know that it's divisive that match. I've just I've just, I've just told was... you why it was so emotional because it's real, Cody and Dustin. They were. Yeah. told that match wasn't good enough for WrestleMania. They went out there and proved that it absolutely was good enough to have on the WrestleMania. And, well, like you said, steal a show of the pay-per-view, be one of the best matches of that year. That's why the emotion is real. This, yeah. with Roman and Jay, although amazingly performed, yeah, is story. Do you understand the difference? Yes. No, of, of course I do. Of course I understand the story, like that aspect of it. However... I think if we get into the, I guess, like semantics of, oh, this is real or, oh, this is a story. Like wrestling as like, I don't care whether something is 100% like legit and real in real life or it's completely story. Like if the story is being told well, which to be fair, both were, then I'm happy. I just think they were equally emotional. <laughs> uh, you've changed now. So they're equally and, emotional. Hang on. Or Hell in a Cell was slightly more so. It might be a tad touch of recency bias because I saw it more recently. I tell you what, I will go back and watch <laughs> Dustin versus Cody if I can figure out how on earth AEW streaming stuff works to go and find it. Which don't even get me started on that. And I, I and I and I'll tell you if my opinion changes. Yeah, um, just to circle back on what Tempest said, it's not the stars that I was so concerned with. It was more of how you saw the match and that you you were comparing it with Michaels and Taker and that was your gauge and, and well, people I do, should I do have... think Michael, I do think Michaels and Taker it's still and I'll stick by it is better. No no it's fine that you can say that. What I'm saying is your gauge yesterday in the video was that people didn't, didn't think it was good it enough. Well. I didn't explain it well. All right. Well you've cleared you've cleared the air Lou. You've had to say how do you and you still feel strongly about it. I mean I, I can appreciate a man that sticks by his word. It's just not a hill I would die on, but there you go. So, um, uh, so Warcaster, who is Pete on his D and D channel, whichever we're going to check this out, has summed up what I was what I was trying to say with in terms of the the context of Dusty and Cody. Cody and Dustin was harder to find, obviously, because it was on those Road Two shows and on YouTube as opposed to not on TV. So, I think that's probably why I found it more emotional the Reigns and the Uso match because I was seeing it every week on TV. I was listening to podcasts about it, seeing it all over Twitter. It was more in my mind 
as I was, I guess, before I watched it, if that makes sense. No, I, I get what you're saying, but it's not like the build on TV that made Cody and Dustin. You understand what I'm saying here? It's not an angle. It's like real life. A lot of fans yeah, knew okay. about the journey yeah. of Dustin and Cody. That's what I'm saying. It's like it was a story that had been on the you know, like rumbling away for years. And then it happened that they, the first show of this new promotion, they finally had the chance to say, look, we're going to tell the story we always wanted to tell on the biggest stage. And they had to do it on their own and they knocked it out of the park. That is why it? it's so emotional to a lot of fans because it's like, they did it. They they showed WWE and they did. I, I know a lot of people in WWE that thought that match was match of the year. So like- Okay. And, and you're, you know, you're fair enough to them because the match was fantastic. I understand what you're saying and, and and half agree with what Pete just said in terms of context and being familiar with the story or whatnot. But if you're not that familiar, then you can't make the point you just made. That's what I'm saying. Yep, understand. That would be like me saying, I don't think New Japan, and again, before I even finish that sentence, I can't say it because I only watch New Japan. Yeah, no, I understand. Do you know what like, I'm saying? You can't judge something without knowing. I, can't, I don't watch New Japan all year round. I watch Wrestle yeah. Kingdom and and like catch as much as G1 as possible. So it's not right for me to go, no, I understand, yeah. this or that or that. So I never would because I'd get I, cut apart. Tempest yeah. probably would be the first one who'd cut me apart. So oh, it's he like, would, he would. So no, this I, is what I understand I'm what you mean. As I said, on Monday's show, we'll, we'll obviously talk about Full Gear because there is the special show on Monday because of Full Gear this week. Good plug. Of course, seamless. I will also have a little bit when I, I'll watch it tomorrow before uh, Full Gear. I will watch Cody versus Dustin again. And I will say if my opinion has changed now that I've watched it. Because in all honesty, I haven't watched it since. Knowing what you know now. Exactly. Mm, that'll be the one. Well, I'll tell you what, speaking of full gear, we're going to get into some predictions for that shortly. And, um, you know, we I know we've run down the card this week, but Louis and I will give you a brief uh, prediction. And, you know, you guys in the comments, please feel free to come through with that too. Um, I think because FTR are on the card, Louis has actually secured a hot take from the fellows um, that we can use as the first one of this Friday night inside episode. Um, so without further ado... Is FDR spitting a hot take? Um, yeah, it was very cool to you know to see him win the world championship again because one, it recognizes him as the greatest professional wrestler in the world, and I really believe that both Cash and I both believe that he is the greatest professional wrestler in the world. I honestly, believe, and a lot of people believe that he is the best wrestler in the world. There was a I'll, just a small story. We did a, a live event sometime last this like last December, so maybe. And we were backstage watching on a monitor, and Randy was working Ricochet. And it was just me, Dax, Sami Zayn, and Daniel Bryan, I think. And we're all just kind of standing around watching the match. Not, nobody's really saying anything. We're just kind of watching it go. And as soon as the match was over, I think Sammy or Daniel, one of them turned and said, Randy Orton is maybe the best wrestler ever, right? Like, And we're all like, yes. Like Everybody's thinking it just because we're all sitting – we're all like watching the monitor just – blown away by how good he is and then somebody finally says it and it's like yeah he is the, maybe one of the best ever randy orton one of the best ever um in the and, best and, in the world today yeah the best in the world right now in their, in no, their eyes this is uh, i can feel luke owens um his stomach screaming at him um with this news of randy orton's greatness uh, uh I mean, again, it's so subjective what you consider the best wrestler in the world and what you enjoy watching, which is the be all and end all of, of wrestling, really. But I mean, he's got to go down as one of the best workers ever. And I do think his heel character is like Mentor Orton is one of the most compelling heels that that I yeah. can remember in in my time of watching wrestling anyway. Um would he be in my I mean, again, that's, that's so hard to sit here and think of my top, like, 10 or 20. Is he the first thought that I have? No. Um, but from a... 
Tell you is what, it, is he allowed really... in the conversation? Yeah. Sure. I, I can see that. If a lot of wrestlers say what a great worker he is, then you have to kind of appreciate, um, yeah. you know, how good he is at making those things flow in the ring. But there's a difference yeah. between, and that's why I say the word worker, the difference between being the worker and a performer uh, and what the fans kind of gravitate to. So I'll be up for people's opinions. For me, it's kind of like you can't deny the talent. So no one does the basics better than Randy Orton. I think that is... I. Like, I don't think that is a hot take. I think no one does the basic fundamentals of wrestling better than Randy Orton. But in terms of going that extra mile, I guess doing the the outside of the ring, like not the outside of the ring stuff, but the but the going that one step further, Randy probably doesn't do it for me. But you mean like the full package? Someone- for the, I mean, in terms of the full package, he has the full package in terms of the look, the ability on the mic. But in terms of, I guess, like, is he going to sit there and have like a really technical match? No. I mean, he showed he could with, with Edge of Backlash. He had that really sort of like technical long match, which was great. But is he going to have those real like mat based matches? No. Is he going to have those sort of high flying matches? Is he going to do the high spots? Probably not. But he's, he, He's a great worker and he does the basics better than anyone. And I think when you've got people, obviously, if we are to believe FTR and you've got Sami Zayn and Daniel Bryan, who are two of the best workers in the world right now, without question. Daniel Bryan's one of the best workers ever. And I, yeah, Daniel Bryan. That's the hill and, I'm willing to die on. But yeah, yeah. I, I agree with that. I think if, if, you're, if you've got those two saying it as well, are you kind of like, okay. And I mean, listen, as much as we sit here and we like to commentate on wrestling, and we like to talk about wrestling, and we do enjoy it. But I think there is something to be said that everyone who knows who has worked in wrestling, a lot of the legends, a lot of the old-timers, even a lot of the people still doing it now, say if they had to build a wrestler from the ground up, it would be Randy Orton. If they had to have like a base to teach off, it would be Randy Orton. So I think there's, that there's something to say for that, that perhaps there's something that we just don't know or we don't look for because we're not, we're not sort of wrestling every week that we just don't see. But it, I mean, to say one of the greatest ever, I don't, it, it is a hot take, but I don't think it's crazy. It's, it's like no. a crazy controversial. There's, one. there's, you know, there's some levity and plausibility there. Like for me, you know, having just thought about it a little bit, you know, you were saying there about high spots and things like that, but you have to remember that, you know, a full 50 doesn't make you the greatest wrestler in the world. No. Sure. It's impressive and whatnot, but you, what Orton does matters. And that's what people kind of, you know, in, in, when the wrestlers talk to you about how good Randy Orton is. And, you know, you remember that video at the Royal Rumble um, where Sasha Banks gets, uh, Sasha Banks, Nia Jax gets the RKO and it cuts to Seth Rollins. And he's like, Oh, Randy is so good. And it's just because everything, like the moments that build up to the actual moment that fans sometimes don't even register. He's so good at making everything that he does matter. And that's a big part of being a great wrestler. Um, I, I, the other thing about Randy, he's been on TV for 18 years now, probably a wrestler of 20, 21. I don't think he's like like consecutive years at, in any of them, maybe where he was the best. He has like, if you put his body of work in that time though, and you go, okay, look, here is 10, 15 great Randy Orton matches, moments. You could do that easily, and it would be a great body of work. But maybe the ratio of that work to the time... And like I, you, I, look, I, you look at someone like Jeff Hardy, for example, who has been wrestling similar times, slightly longer than Randy. But you look at how beat up his body is. There's something to be said about the fact that Randy is... He hasn't slowed down, really. He hasn't... Mm. You, you can't... When you look at it in the ring, you're not like... Damn, you can tell you've been a wrestler for over half your life. You can tell you, but he's 40 now. So if we're saying he started wrestling 20 years ago, he's been wrestling for half his life. He doesn't look like his body's beat up and worn down. He wrestles a safer style, but a style that's compelling nonetheless. I think when you, when you play that into the, the sort of sadistic character he's got, it does work. But I mean, greatest wrestler right now, especially when you work in a company like it, it did surprise me that they said that on a AEW, I guess, facilitated interview. It did surprise yeah. me that they said that. Yeah. I mean, what I will cap it off and say is 
if, if it's good if it's good enough for Daniel Bryan, I'm not going to sit here and, exactly. and go and go against that. If Daniel uh, Bryan says it, I'm willing to accept what Mr. Bryan has got to say. He doesn't strike me as a guy um, that says something for nothing. Um, you know, he's he's generally he says what he thinks is right, and if Daniel Bryan thinks it's right, I'm okay with it. Uh, so good, that's a good hot take, though. Opens up a worm, you know, a worm, a can of worms in the terms of a debate. So they're the best ones. Uh, let's talk quickly then. Let's pivot to news, Louis. Um, I will just say very quickly, Flame Inc. has uh, said that I haven't got his hot take. I looked. I don't think you actually sent one in, or if so, I can't find it because I looked especially to make sure after you sent it in. So if you want to send, if you find the video and you want to DM it to me again, if I've just mistakenly lost it, but I don't think I have. So if you let me know, I will make sure it's on one of the next shows because I know you said you're one of the first to send it in. So I'll make sure that it jumps the queue per se. And Flame Inc., send it back to us, brother. Give us another try. We would love to have it. Um, we're going to throw some news at Louis now and di dive into that a little bit. Um, you know, Fightful being reporting that WWE are interested in some people that have been appearing on AEW and New Japan, uh, you know, the, the lesser shows, as it were. Um, talk to me about it, Lou. Break it down for the people. So um, we obviously know that Ben Carter, who has wrestled on Dark, did really impress people, uh, has signed with NXT UK. But he isn't the only AEW Dark wrestler who uh, has done uh, who, who has attracted the interest of WWE. So Fightful is reporting that WWE had been reaching out to numerous AW Dark and New Japan Strong talent. As we've seen, Ben Carter landed with NXT UK. This comes after it is actually reported that AW new signee Anthony Bowens was a target for WWE last year. So it looks like WWE is making the players to stack out, I presume, NXT and sort of fill that up with some more, some younger talent, which no one's got any problems with. There were no names specifically mentioned, but for, for WWE, AEW Dark must just be like walking through a shop, being like, that's good, I'll have that. That's all right, mm, we'll skip on that, but I like that, I'll take that. And I mean, if WWE contracts are good, which obviously in terms of some of them, they might not be in terms of pay, they seem to be, so... Seems like potentially some AW dark roster talent might be ending up in uh, in WWE. So I think the next recruitment sort of talent class that they release will be a rather interesting one. I mean, you'd be foolish not to watch dark and strong and and not see the talent that's available there, especially dark because uh, you know AW hasn't signed or claimed the vast majority of the acts that come through there. Um, you know, and even take it a step further people like brian pillman have been on there uh brian pillman jr of course uh who's tied down to mlw and and things like that there's it's a shop it's a proper shop window so fair play to the guys get the best deals that they can after knocking it out of the park on those shows um so we're going to say on the bsometer it's our good friend sean ross sap so i have no doubts that um there is and also it just makes the world of sense why yeah, i mean we've seen it with with ben carter exactly exactly yeah. there's all all the evidence is, is right there um moving along you've got the full gear main event revealed and aew by the way are improving their medical team so please jump into both of those um yeah for, for, for us Lou. so these come from tony khan interviews which can't lie i'm a little bit jealous of he did it with the observer right did it, he's done it with PW Insider, The Observer, a uh, load of other places. He just seems like the nicest guy. And I mean, but we know from media calls, when you ask Tony Khan a question, the man does love a tangent. <laughs> I've been, um, like I said, I've, I was in Vegas for that first double or nothing and spoke to him after that. And he is so um, genuine, I think is the word. Is. That I would, you know, He's like enthusiasm is real. Yeah. Um, really so is. He, he can't help himself, really. So, you know, when I don't know if you've seen it, but he obviously runs foot or well, helps run Fulham is their director of football. So, you know how, like, when the ratings come out, he goes on to like Twitter and talks about the ratings. Yeah. He did that for something like transfer, like window related for football. And Jamie Carragher, um, uh, Roy Keane was slating and they're like, what's he doing going on to Twitter talking about stuff? I'm like, this is Tony Khan, just how he does it with wrestling. It's obviously not something that is translated over. But Tony Khan, in an interview with the Wrestling Observer, said that the main event, Full Gear, is going to be 
John Moxley versus Eddie Kingston in the I Quit match. However, the, the, a slightly interesting tidbit is uh, he said that Stadium Stampede uh, from Double or Nothing, that was actually John Moxley's call not to main event. So he said to the Wrestling Observer, Stadium Stampede was kind of different. The world title went on last of the matches as the show stood. It's hard to go back into arena after we've done the Stampede. It was epic, and the Moxie Brody match was one of our biggest title matches. But even John didn't want to go on after the Stadium Stampede. Moxie was pretty adamant he didn't want to go on last. Which I think is interesting, very self-aware to know that you can't really go sort of arena, arena, arena whatever stadium stampede was and then back to that so uh yeah I'm, I'm excited for it with the added stipulation it makes sense i think with some of the other matches that were on the card and it's a testament to how stacked the card is for full gear there were so many different options for what could main event but i think this one does make the most sense and listen if you told me five months ago that eddie kingston versus john moxie would be the main event of aw's final pay-per-view of the year i'd probably call you crazy but story makes sense it really works Go home segment was perfect, so it sounds good to me. And um, so, <laughs> Tony Khan has also said, sort of switching gears, he's uh -huh. also said that AW have made some changes to its medical team and tried to improve it, which is great to hear. Well, he had to. He, they had to. And Cody sort of responded to this on the media call uh, yesterday before full gear and sort of said like we've so he's basically said that immediately after the call all talent were going to a meeting with chris Nowinski. they did that after double or nothing last year hold on lou pause for people who don't know who chris Nowinski is he used so, to be a wwe yeah. wrestler now he's a concussion specialist very yeah. very harvard graduated very very smart guy yeah so he came in last year to have a chat with aw wrestlers but obviously with the talent that have kind of um New talent that have come in, a lot of the roster will be new. So they were having another chat with him yesterday uh, about concussions. I think they call it a concussion symposium, which as a writer has been incredibly hard to spell when I'm trying <laughs> to do it. Yeah. But um, I think it's good to hear, but actions speak louder than words. And I hope we don't see any sort of incidences of, I'm going to call it negligence because... The, the the Alex Reynolds incident was negligent. So I yep. hope we don't see any incidences of that and uh, things sort of slowly. And it's going to be difficult running a wrestling show with that. I'm not, not excusing it, but WWE has been doing this for years. So they will be more on top of that stuff. So I hope while AEW is finding its feet, we see more. And it's good to see that they are making some changes to the team, adding members, sort of solidifying what they've got and um, trying to work on it, which is obviously only good news. Yeah, a few points there for me. Um, I think it's always ideal that your world title is the main event where yeah. possible. Um, I understand why Moxley didn't after Stadium Stampede. Made some sense to me. Um, in terms of the c concussion protocol and you know having doctors ringside and whatnot, should be a given. Uh, I'm glad that they've obviously responded in the right manner to the things because Alex Reynolds and even Matt Hardy been allowed to go back out of the last pay-per-view both shouldn't have happened the way they did. So um, the best you can ask for in those situations is they learn yeah. their lessons and it looks like that they're trying to. So And um, what no. really surprised me was, right, So it, in terms of the change, he's now said that ref he told PW Insider that referees can, can now communicate with the back. It's a two-way communication system. Can, can now? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> right. That's what surprised me. I thought, is that not something that's always been a thing? Surely it should have been. Yeah. But, you know, maybe they've got their reasons that we just don't know because shock, we don't run wrestling well, shows. Well, even if they couldn't have, like, somebody should have been in his ear saying, sort that out. That's not right. Yeah. He's clearly out cold. Like, is that what we're meant to believe, that it was just radio silence? And he was like, oh, well, I'm not going to do anything then. Um, Who knows? Yeah. But, yeah. Anyway, we... either way, good news that they are um, taking it seriously. That's the best that I can I can say for that. So, um, uh, I, and I believe Tony when he says that he is. Therefore, he gets the green. BS on it. Um, he seems like an honest man. Yeah, and no, I like him. Um, he's very, he's very. He liked your tweet though. about your screamer, didn't he? He, he like, he likes my. He very, <laughs> the tweets that he likes of mine are really random. Like, um, I did one the other day of my face before and after a run on the treadmill. He liked it. Um, <laughs> he's scouting you for Fulham. Well, this is it. And then, um, I said, yeah, I played Sunday football last week and. Wow. And I scored um I scored a screamer. And uh yeah, he was like, 
he liked that as well. And I was like, he doesn't like any of my wrestling takes. Hang on a minute, I'm gonna sort out Peppa Pig here. It's gotta go. I was gonna say we might get copyright, but yeah. Um so uh three two six Lewis has said, What is this? Not exactly what is this. He said, What the F is this? So I will explain what this is. This is the wrestling daily which is a show we run every Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday, and also on a Monday when there are special pay-per-views. And, uh, yeah, we recap the wrestling news. Alex is on it every day. It's Alex McCarthy's Wrestling Daily with myself on a Tuesday and a Friday, um, and Stephanie Chase on a Thursday, and True Hill Heat SB3 on a Wednesday. So we recap news, talk about hot takes. Yeah. Sometimes find- Pepper Pigs interferes. Um, she'll make a run in. Mm. Peppa Pig. Uh, Peppa couldn't go much worse for me. It couldn't go much you've had worse. A, you've had a shocker tonight. Oh, everything's gone so swimmingly before tonight, and now I'm getting Peppa Pig uh, edging me out of the equation. God damn it. Anyway, uh, we were just about to move on to our second hot take. And of course, we will be closing on some predictions. So without further ado, I do believe Matty has one for us. Hi, Alex. Uh, It's Matt with his daily hot take. My hot take is I just don't really see what's so special in Kenny Omega's promos. Um, To be fair, I never really saw him much before AEW was a thing, but... Wrestling-wise, I think he is one of the best in the world. I just don't really buy him on the mic. I, I mean, fair enough to anyone who, who does see something in it, but for me personally, not for me. Does need to, might need some work, but again, I'm not a professional wrestler, so who's to say that I'm right? So, but yeah, that's my hot take. Kenny Omega, not so great on the mic. Matt, I like how um, you qualify your statement with, but I'm not a wrestler. Uh, <laughs> I was shocked when he said that. Get, I thought I'd seen him before. I know. That's the get-out-of-jail-free card if there ever was one. Um, I personally love what he's doing right now. Like the, the sit-down interview he had last week, um, the character work, I think is good. Um, I don't... But to be fair... Is he, is he The Rock or CM Punk? Huh? No, it's not a promo. This is what I'm saying, but it all counts. Like... It does count, but I think in terms of what perhaps potentially to play devil's advocate and to firstly, I disagree with this hot take. So before anyone gets on my back, I don't well, I don't think, think he's like an elite promo, but he is—he's not like rubbish. Do you know what I'm? That's what I'm saying here. I don't and think I mean, he hasn't really had. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I was literally just about to say that. Has he really ever had any kind of long winding story where he needed to deliver a heartfelt, like Cody Rhodes esque? No, yeah. he hasn't. So yeah. you know, do I hold him in the regard of like? Yeah, like I said, rock, punk, and other great talkers. No, it's not it's not the first thing I think of. But at the same time, I don't think he's poor either. No, I do agree. So interesting question. If I say to you, best promo of all time, what do you think? Who, who well, I, I think rock, but that's probably biased just because I was that most mostly entertained by him. I think he's in his prime. He's probably the most entertaining promo. Um, yeah. But you you can definitely make arguments for like Dusty Rhodes and people like that, and even Ric Flair or uh, Punk to a degree uh, you can even say austin was a great promo like there's loads of I've, i think cody, cody rhodes as a baby face i think is an amazing promo there's there's a lot of them um that could, are you, very could you say vince yeah vince is definitely there he's one of the yeah. best talkers um without a doubt you know think of the angles that man got over uh mm. definitely yeah. but i i do yeah that if someone says promo to me my first thought is the rock i probably yeah. i don't know if it's biasly or not but it is I genuinely, and this might be unpopular, I think Paul Heyman is up there. As I know, he's not a wrestler, so in terms of like when people think the greatest wrestling promo, but in terms of selling pay per view, selling matches, selling the wrestlers, I don't think you get much better than Paul Heyman. Yeah, and I, I think he does the same. That was maybe about to be an unfair statement. He does the mm. same kinds of promos he did with Lesnar anyway, um, but he is undeniably an amazing amazing talker um and has you know sold some tremendous promos down the years uh mod mother lady lou makes a great uh point uh, roddy piper actually in there too but uh mod mother does say that miz is a great promo when he's angry and half shooting that's Talking that's my fav- 
that's my favorite kind of Miz. Yes. Um, mm. So there are a lot of a lot of great ones, but um, if if you're asking me the best, do I see Kenny Omega in the conversation as like no. the best? No, but I don't think he's trying he's to be that awful. or do that anyway. But he's not bad by any no. stretch. When I, when I see him in backstage segments, I never go get him off my screen or take him to promo classes. Uh, and someone Listen, we do you know who was awful back in the day? That I... Eddie Kingston. Joking, he's the one of the best. Well, um, <laughs> um, back in the early 2000s, Jeff Hardy was awful. I don't think he's still like amazing now, not great. but he was painful back then. Um, do you remember that? I think Titus O'Neill did a promo once and it was so bad. He'd just broken up with Darren Young and it was so such a bad promo. It was, it was, it was, it was oh, and, and Kalisto did an awful one as well. Well, I think he just walked off. Sometimes WWE give them some, like, I, I don't know. Like, Do you remember the one back in the day? Jericho talks about this in his book where Undertaker was out there cutting a promo about, like, Big Show being in the desert and, like, killing yes. snakes and stuff, right? The verbiage, then, the verbiage they gave him isn't great. And it's like Jericho came out and was like, this is the most boring promo ever. Like, just obviously trying to make a joke and then everyone was, like, legitimately pissed off of him. Like, you can't say that. Um, but, yeah, I, I, I mean, I, I think what's happening right now with Kenny... I would like to see it manifest and then get him on the mic at moving forward. Cause I do like where it's going with him and his like really obnoxious entrance. I think it's amazing. So um, yeah, I, let's reserve judgment on that fully until a few weeks down the line, but I don't think he's, he's awful by any no, stretch. Agreed. Uh, so should we get into some predictions, Lou? Let's do it. Uh, well, what I'm going to hit you with first then is orange Cassidy and John Silver. Orange Cassidy. Yeah, I think. me too. I think it'll be, I, this is a match where I wish it was in front of fans because they'd love it. It would be so entertaining. But I'm going to have to say Orange Cassidy. I think he could do with a couple of wins. Um, on a separate note, I don't think AEW is doing great things with Orange Cassidy at the moment. I think that he's wrestling too frequently and he's losing that shine, I guess. But on the other hand, he is a massive ratings draw for the company. It's proven with the numbers, so put him on TV. Um, but yeah, I think Orange Cassidy will win this, but I think John Silver will steal the show in terms of what he's able to do, what he's able to prove, and I really, I'm really excited for this. Uh, just a reminder to everyone before we keep going through these, because we might not have enough time. If you do have any more super chats for us today, guys? We started out hot, but uh, we've slowed up with mine and Louis' debates. <laughs> um, if you do have any for us, please do get them in before the end of the show. Right on cue, Isaac Roberts has dropped one straight in there, Lou. My man, Isaac, best NXT champ ever. In my opinion, it's Adam Cole. Bye-bye. And it's hard to disagree with that, right? Given that his, um, his run was so long and fruitful, so many great matches. I'm inclined to agree. I thought KO was a great champion. Um, yeah. It's hard to look past Adam Cole. Like, there's been loads of great ones. Um, obviously, uh, Samoa Joe, Shinsuke, Finn Balor. I love the whole original Finn Balor, Samoa Joe storyline, um, Dusty Road Cup winners turning and all that. I think Adam Cole had the best run. He, he, on takeovers as champ as well, he was just killing it, wasn't he? Yeah, I agree. 100% agree. I think he is... Best, actually, I'm going to be a bit of a smart ass with my answer. Oh, dear. No, 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 I'm not. Adam Cole. But I want to throw Asuka into the mix as well. I know it's well, he didn't, not... He didn't say NXT Women's Champ, though, did he? He said NXT Champ, technically. But in turn, I think she doesn't get enough credit for having a fantastic run, as did Shayna Baszler. Those two were tremendous with what they did with the NXT Women's Division. But uh, Tommaso Champ was great as well. I don't think the, ever, the title ever felt more important than when it was around him with the whole it was great because it was important to him that made yeah. it feel great do you know what i mean mm. um it, and it also, made it feel like he genuinely cannot lose this title which made every match more interesting i feel so sorry for him and gogana they didn't get the arc that they really deserved i know it you know they pivoted into like an amazing thing for adam cole but um they should have been able to finish that the right way because it, yeah, again champa amazing champion he was slight hot take worse this gargano the worst okay i'm not counting carrying cross bo dallas okay worst of the sort of takeover era when nxt became oh, okay. the nxt that we know jo johnny gargano is the worst 
Drew was NXT champ, lest we forget. I saw him win it in Orlando. Um, or was it Brooklyn? I saw him win it somewhere. Um, Brooklyn, because that's when Adam Cole... Did maybe it. I saw him lose it in Orlando to Andrade. No, he lost it in... God, I can't he remember. Debuted, it, he, debuted, he debuted at Orlando. Yes, that's... Did he? He did. I'm sure he I saw him win the title. He, did, anyway. he debuted Mania 33 weekend, which was Orlando. Let me find out for you. Anyway... Um, I was there. Um, when he fought in Orlando, I'm sure. I, I'm sure I saw him win the title there. But anyway, uh, Andrade as well. Obviously, him and McIntyre had great chemistry. Andrade and Gargano had great chemistry. Um, there's there's a ton. There is. It's really actually hard. Um, mm. but I would. Oh, I forgot Bobby Roode as well. Mm. Forgot that he had the title. That wasn't remarkable either. Um, I think Adam Cole is the winner, mm-hmm. and I would have. Champa, a close second. Oh yeah, and maybe. Oh god, that's so hard. And maybe Kevin Owens third. Mm, yeah, um, I think that's. I think that's where I'm going. I'm, I've said yeah. it now. I'm, I'm yeah. set um, on it. In terms of the Drew stuff, he debuted in Orlando, won the title in Brooklyn, lost it at War Games. This Brooklyn. is it, Quizzlemania. Tempest is back. No, no, uh, I've got one better. He lost it in War Games, which was in Texas. Ah, so I don't think. I don't think you were there for that. But listen, this is this is why I'm bringing up Tempest's um, comment because I was at I was at the first two and that's why I'm getting confused. I saw I was at Orlando takeover and I was at the Brooklyn one where Adam Cole debuted and attacked him after. Mm. But of course, I wasn't at War Games, so that's why I bring up Tempest. Thank you very much, Tempest, doing your job as so only you can. Um, so anyway, back to <laughs> full gear <laughs> that we keep <laughs> alluding. Um, listen, what about Nyla? And Shida. Is this... I'm going to give this as much thought as AW has and say Hikaru Shida. Yeah. Um, I don't think we really need to expand. It hasn't been built properly. Uh, the v- Vicky Guerrero X Factor intrigues me a little bit, but they haven't actually made it worth anything yet. So pff, who knows? Who cares? Because we've been given no reason to care. The what match will Cody? be good. What about but... Cody and Darby Allen then? <sighs> Cody. <laughs> well, you had to think about it. Cody. I think Cody. It could be Derby. I could see them going that direction. But could I, you? Actually think, I, I actually think there's more money in Cody. Every time they face each other, Cody just beating Derby. And then eventually when you get that win, it's going to be huge. But I think on, on Dynamite this week, uh, Team Taz said that we're going to see some FTW involvement at Full Gear. If it does happen, I could see it being in this match, potentially setting up Brian Cage and Darby, uh, Brian Cage and uh, Ricky Starks versus Cody and Darby for Dynamite next week. Um, I'm going with Cody. I feel like there's, I don't think the time is right for Darby. Um, I'm, I just think Cody gets the win here and they move it along. They, they, they would, you know, they have teased like the big shocking surprise and things that might happen at the pay per view. And I feel like that might actually, pertain to this match but i don't know i'm not going to um they interestingly didn't mention that on dynamite this week though the big surprise they, they were playing up for so potentially something hasn't fought, hasn't worked out or they were trying to be subtle but i guess we'll actually get onto that that'll be the bonus question we do if we think there will be a surprise okay all right well anyway we're both going with cody yeah yeah Yep. Okay, let's let's hit another super chat in that time. Um, do you think Vince is capable of booking Ric Flair woo, versus The Undertaker Ooh. with Mark Henry for some obscure reason as guest referee <laughs> on Saudi Arabia? Why? Because money. Get mad, please. Um, that's what money. A well random spent. assortment of people. I'm glad. I'm glad you spent money to say that. I really am. That's that's made me happy that 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 thought even ran through your mind. Um, no, <laughs> I don't. Do I think uh, Taker could be tempted by Saudi Arabia money? Yes, I do. Um, I don't think the other two will get involved, though, Lou. Uh, it was the most random assortment thing, but I don't think we have seen the last of Undertaker wrestle. And if he doesn't wrestle in Saudi Arabia again, I'll be shocked. But I will add to what I said previously with the Cody and Dustin, uh, Cody and Dustin, Cody and Ricky Starks match, because Sean has reminded me, I put on Twitter today that I think Ricky Starks should be added to the match. And I do think that. I think, hey, that, Sean. Hey, Sean. He's plugging, Hi, his, he's plugging it, plugging his stuff in the comments more than we're plugging our stuff on the show. But uh, yeah, I do, I do think that Ricky Starks should you're, be you're added. Yeah. <laughs> Ricky, 
Ricky Stark takes the light of day. <laughs> I think Ricky Stark should be added uh, to the match. I think it would add a, a fresh dynamic to it. I think he deserves it. He's done some fantastic work on Dark, especially and even Dynamite. I think it would add a lot to it if he was to be sort of added to the match. I concur. I do concur. I like it. Um, let's talk about this super chat because it makes a fitting take. Uh, hot take from Injection 2K. I think the involvement of the TNT title ruined the push of the women's division. Uh, Injection 2K, thank you very much. We appreciate your uh, super chat. I don't think... I mean, you can make excuses all day long about why the women's division hasn't done what it should have done. I... Listen, uh, for, for me, I think there's a multitude of reasons. You know, women not being able to get there from Japan and otherwise, um, which has kind of shrunk their division. They obviously, Dustin Rhodes has told me personally, like, oh, you know, we're trying to build their characters and then it'll mean more. But has there been a lot of character building? I think Britt Baker was probably going to be the cornerstone. Then she spent a lot of time on the sidelines. Chris Don't Stattler, forget Kylie Ray. Kylie Ray, of course, was some th- someone that they wanted. It's... <sighs> A lot of people that they thought were going to do things have, have either got injured and had to go away for a long time, like Nyla Rose did at some point as well. It's They haven't had the luck of you know the, the best rub, but at the same time, they haven't done themselves any favour with the cars that they've got. So, you know, I it's not to say it's been a complete wash because on pay-per-view typically, you know, um, Thunder Rosa at the last pay-per-view did, did a great job and then uh, Penelope Ford, at the one with Shida before that was great. You know, like they, they do have the talent and stuff. It's just, they feel a bit suppressed at the moment and they, they're going through some growing pains. That's my thought, Lou, you? Uh, yeah. I mean, people know my thoughts about this. AEW has, I mean, if this match was booked, if it was a men's match, it was booked because the world title challenger just uh, basically said, I want a match. Okay. So, All right. Okay. Just, no, like if, if Eddie Kingston goes, listen, I'm going to challenge you at Revolution because I will not wrestle on Dynamite unless I get a world title. Like it's lazy booking. I understand why it's been done the way it ha- Like, yeah, I, I understand why. There are issues at play that haven't helped, but I think it does some, it, it's like, it's sometimes an excuse rather than a, an explanation. But uh, I think this will be undoubtedly be, in terms of what they can do in the ring, a very good match. Um, the Zornis, thank you very much, my friend, and lovely Abby as well for your super chat. Best looking wrestler now and ever, male and female. Love you too. We love you too. Um, that's a very awkward question to answer. Are we, like, are we, are we answering this? I mean, look, teenage me thought Trish Stratus and Stacey Keeler were the greatest things in the world. I was like 12 or 13. So. I'm going to go with that because it's the least offensive thing I can say. Um, I'm going to go for a dude who I think's attractive. Okay. That's going to save my ass. Well, no, you have to do both. That's the point. (laughs) There's plenty of good, there's plenty of uh, good looking blokes, by the way. I'm Um, good looking. Randy Orton's a good looking bloke. Yeah. We'll go with Randy Orton. Actually, you know what? A wrestler. I'm going to go for my good friend Tempest, who is a wrestler. Okay. I'm going to go for Tempest because that will save me getting into any trouble. And best again, female wrestler. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Who's a good looking? Um, I thought Eve Torres back in the day when I was there you go. like teenage me. It's not offensive 12, to say no, very good looking. I was actually genuinely trying to think. Teenage me thought Eve Torres was was an attractive lady. Yeah. yeah um, Seth Rollins is a handsome man. Seth Rollins is a handsome bloke. He is a handsome bloke. Um, mm. Roman's a good looking bloke. Yeah, he is. He is. I mean, I can't mm. think about this too hard, to be honest. But yeah, there's good looking people in the world of wrestling. Mm. Yeah, Adam Roman. Cole. Roman's. Someone said Adam Cole in the comments as well. He's yeah. also a good looking. Roman's going to usurp Tempest. Sorry, Tempest. You <laughs> <laughs> usurped him. He's pipped him at the gate. Right, we have to run through these predictions, man. Jesus. Um, Serena D and Alison K. Uh, Serena retains, does she not? Yep, Serena retains. Hopefully, this is not the last we see of Alison K and AW. Yeah, me neither. I she's. I saw her tweet earlier, which filled me with great joy about her birthday and um, you know getting this opportunity and stuff and. 
having a great time in life. So let's hope that that carries on for her this Saturday. Uh, Jericho MJF. MJF. To win. I think MJF. We're not, I see some people say there could be a heel turn from uh, the rest of Inner Circle. I don't see that happening. I think there's more mileage in funny skits between the two. But I think... Um, I think... Yeah, I think MJF to win. Tempest makes a very valid point on <laughs> on his looks, you know. But what when we can Tempest, see, when Tempest, Tempest makes it to the big league. I go. think I've still got photos of Tempest from what, before he wore the mask. Wow! You, so listen, I'm, you should hold that as blackmail if he I, ever gets out of line. Right out of line. Just I'm going to say I can't be bothered to work on Saturday, Tempest. Fancy well. writing for the website? But uh, the Zornis has clarified uh, she, she uh, she's a female, so she is allowed to ask these kind of questions. I mean, anyone is. Come yeah. on, we're not. It's, it's it's a fun show. Let's let's not get too strung up on these things. Um, Matt Hardy and Sammy Guevara. I believe it's already been taped. In fact, before uh, Dynamite is the rumor. Um, so it's nice to know both of them lived and nothing has gone <laughs> wrong. Um, I feel like it, Hardy would put him over, but at the same time, like Hardy's kind of gone through a load of rubbish, so it would make sense for him to get the win. I'm gonna say Hardy. I'm going to say Hardy as well, because this is the first compound match. If you want to build that as Hardy's, I guess, stipulation, you probably want him to win the first one. That's very true. Um, oh, now, now we're getting to the business end. Um, FDR and Young Bucks. Do, do you even need to ask me? <laughs> I, I personally <laughs> think FDR are going to win as well. Yep, I think with, with the injury angle, kind of made it obvious. Uh, I think I've also said, and I said this to you before we started, think there could be some sort of time limit draw or something to get them out of it. Although that that's me thinking probably with my WWE hat, not my AEW hat. They seem to deliver on these promises. It's going to be really interesting to see what they do with, um, with the Young Bucks not being able to challenge the titles again, but I have got FTR winning mainly because of the injury to Matt Hardy. I think we'll be seeing them take some time off TV. Um, the Zornies, don't worry. No one's judging. We're all it's good. Fine. We're it all good. fine. Trust me. Um, yep. Apparently Ryan Tooley <laughs> likes Roman without the chess card. Okay. And uh, Cody, so we, sorry, we did Cody. So that moves us on to Hangman Page and Kenny Omega. And I think it is Kenny's time. Agreed. I think there's money in Hangman, the win being delayed. I think I'd be very surprised if the next, so if the AW champions sort of don't go Kenny to beat Moxley and then Page to beat uh, Kenny. That's exactly what I think. And we're finally with the main event, John Moxley, Eddie Kingston. I would love Kingston to get any kind of run. I would like a shock run even for a few weeks and then, you know, Moxley takes it back or whatever. I would love that, but I don't see it. I think it's been a tremendous angle and they've made the absolute best out of what they've been given here. And I'm thoroughly entertained, but I think Moxley retains. Yep, I agree. I'm actually... I want Kingston to have a title run, but I think he should take the TNT title off Cody. I think that's what should happen. I think a revolution next year. I don't think the AW World title right now is fit, is, is, is what he should be doing. I think there's more money in a Moxley and Omega feud. But listen, show stack. Can't wait. Yeah, can't wait for that, guys. And you can obviously catch us on Monday to talk over it on uh, you know a special start time of 9.30. Of course, I'll be on the radio for Talk Sports 7 till 9 prior to that. So you can grab a double dose of Alex McCarthy, should you please. Can't imagine why you'd want to subject yourself to that. But you can if you want to. Uh, you can catch before up with everything. We, before Go we on. finish, Sting, yes or no? Uh, oh. um, I don't know. No is my instinct. Me too. But then there's a little part, there's a little bit in my gut that's like, maybe. Anyway, um, you can catch up with this show, obviously, that we've done this week on podcast. We thank you very much again for your super chats. They came in like a flurry at the end there, Lou. Um, so some very good stuff there, guys. We really appreciate you. And please join us next week with more of your hot takes and great opinions. That's what makes the show. That's what makes it here on The Wrestling Daily. My thanks, of course. To Louis Dangor, the man who is some, you know, we have to hear what he thinks once he gets Dustin and Cody once again. Yeah. So Monday is a big day for Louis big Dangor. Day. 
Yeah. Big day. Not will special... he fumble? Will he? Will he? Will he fold? These are the I questions. Special start time nine thirty, which is let me do quick math: four thirty in the US, in East Coast, one thirty in uh, Pacific time for you guys in the California or West Coast area. region. And let me say this, guys, before we wind down: uh, I know it's lockdown two here in the UK, and. You know, maybe it's not as strict or as hardcore as the first one in terms of what's open and what's not. But still, please try and enjoy your weekend, guys. Uh, We hope you enjoy Full Gear with us and we will catch you next week. Remember to like, share and subscribe to Wrestle2. You've been good eggs. And thank you very much for joining the Wrestling Daily. Subtle results, still you, but with fewer lines. Botox Cosmetic, Autobotulinum Toxin A, is a prescription medicine used to temporarily make moderate to severe frown lines, crow's feet, and forehead lines look better in adults. Effects of Botox Cosmetic may spread hours to weeks after injection, causing serious symptoms. Alert your doctor right away as difficulty swallowing, speaking, breathing, eye problems, or muscle weakness may be a sign of a life-threatening condition. Patients with these conditions before injection are at highest risk. Don't receive Botox Cosmetic if you have a skin infection. Side effects may include allergic reactions, injection site pain, headache, eyebrow and eyelid drooping, and eyelid swelling. Allergic reactions can include rash, welts, asthma symptoms, and dizziness. Tell your doctor about medical history, muscle or nerve conditions including ALS or Lou Gehrig's disease, myasthenia gravis, or Lambert-Eaton syndrome and medications, including botulinum toxins, as these may increase the risk of serious side effects. For full safety information, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. See for yourself at BotoxCosmetic.com.